day guys, Dave from Thinkerus here. Um, I had a client email me during the week and ask me now that I'm doing this podcast if I'd be able to do like a, maybe a weekly news update on what's happening in the world of e-com. Uh, I already subscribed to a bunch of blogs and email blasts about e-com around the world so I figured it probably makes sense. I'll just um, save little interesting snippets I find and share it with you guys. And yeah, I might try and do this as a bit of a weekly occurrence, maybe on a Monday or Tuesday, just to sort of keep everyone updated with what's actually happening in the world. Uh, I received an insight over the weekend that kind of blew me away about statistics of how many e-commerce sites there is in the world. Um, in 2019, there was 9.5 million e-commerce websites around the world. And the latest stats show that as of the end of 2023, it's 26.5 million sites. That's over 250% increase in four years. And as a matter of fact, in 2021, the number doubled in one year. So it shows how much of an effect uh, the COVID pandemic had on e-commerce. Um, it so doubled from 2020 to 2021, and then it's still grew another 40% from 2021 to 2022. Just shows how, how much everyone realized they actually had to start selling online during the pandemic. Um, I've got a link, I'll put links to all these little articles in the show notes so you can just click click them and read them in a bit more detail if you like, but the top 10 in the article about this one is quite interesting. Um, the US is at the top of the list. They've got 14 million e-commerce websites just in the US, and it's followed by UK, and surprisingly, Brazil and Germany are in third and fourth, which I have never bought anything from a Brazilian or, Ger or German website, but they seem to be up there. Australia's in fifth place. We've got 0.65 million um, e-commerce websites, 650,000 websites which considering we've only got a population of 25 million people, that seems like a lot of websites. One th thing that I found interesting looking at the list is I don't see China on the list, which makes me think that because their data is all protected behind the Chinese firewalls and everything, it probably wasn't included in the study. It'd be really interesting to know um, how many Chinese websites there is for e-commerce. Um, which brings me to another fun fact that I found out. Um, Chinese marketplaces, Timu and Sheen. Uh, I'm not sure if you ever bought from them. They're mostly just all the stuff that Chinese resellers sell here. Timu and Sheen basically just sell direct to the public. And they accounted, uh, I had to read this stat a couple of times to really understand. They accounted for more than 80% of all air freight worldwide in December. So just let that sink in. They, two marketplaces from China, more than 80% of all air freight. So that means these two marketplaces they moved four times more parcels than eBay, Amazon, and all other marketplaces and websites around the world combined. So it shows how much of a big player Timo and Sheen are. And China, obviously China manufacture most of the cheaper goods, especially electrical goods and clothing and things like that. It just shows how much of a market share these places have and how if you're just a, a reseller of cheap Chinese garbage, it's you're gonna struggle because Timo and Sheen are selling these products direct to the public. So it sort of makes you really think about what you're actually what products you're actually trying to sell. Saying all this though, about how e-com sites have almost um almost uh, have basically tripled in um, four years. Uh, there's another study which I'll link in the show notes that says that internet sales growth is slowing. So that's sales growth, not overall sales. It is still growing, but the growth is slowing. And that makes sense because the pandemic's basically finished and everyone's back at work. So people aren't necessarily um, jumping online to be do their first online purchase. Uh, we had a huge boom during the pandemic, but if you take food, cars, and fuel out of the equation, e-commerce now uh, um, sits at approximately 20% of all retail sales worldwide. 
So that's pretty huge. Like it, that's one in five trans one in five transactions for any retail goods happens online. So it just sort of shows how behind the eight ball you are if your business isn't transacting online. So it ver definitely verifies that. Um, one of the takeaways, it's a Business Insider article that I'll link to it. I subscribe to them and it's always interesting. They allude to the fact that um, now's the time for retention of customers that you already have and retargeted marketing back to the customers that have already purchased from you. It's getting really difficult to gain new customers because customers are already buying online. So you really have to make sure the ones that you have, you don't let get away. So it just shows how important curating your list of um, previous customers and phone numbers and email addresses and however you want to market to customers and um, shows how important it is for you to keep that list up to date and um, keep it quite secure. It's a very valuable list for you. Now the next stat, um, TikTok stores. I don't use TikTok because I'm not a teenage girl, but TikTok stores are on the rise drastically. Uh, last year, TikTok was almost at $20 billion worth of revenue in a year. Most of those sales were within Southeast Asia, but it shows how much of a big dominant uh, thing TikTok stores are starting to become. One little spanner in the works that's coming to that is they're raising their fees. Their old structure was 2% of the sales value plus 30 cents. So you sell a $100 item, it's $2.30. It's not too bad. <clears throat> now, they're going on an 8% flat fee. So $100 item, you pay them 8% fees. This change isn't happening until July 2024, but they've been cumulatively raising their fees over time. So for th the three months, that'll be what, April through to July, it'll be up to 6%, and then in July, it goes to the 8% fees. So we'll see if this affects TikTok's bottom line in 2024 and see whether they they get to their, their goal of the $20 billion mark for a year. Um, eBay is still as big a player as they've ever been, and some eBay sellers have actually reported that eBay growth advisors, they're referring to themselves as growth advisors, not um, account managers these days, they're actually reaching out to them by phone and persuading people to um, really push their promoted listings on their eBay stores. If you're unaware, promoted listings is it's basically a bidding process so that allows you to spend some extra fees, like allocate extra fees towards your listings, and that helps you appear higher in search results on eBay. They start at 2%, so you can't promote a listing for less than 2%. And without doing any um, promoted listings, you'll pretty much never be seen on eBay. You can see the stats if you do promoted listings, you have a look in your eBay statistics under traffic and under promotions, and it'll actually show a line for your organic listing search results and a line for the promoted search results. And the promoted search results, even at 2%, are usually about three times the amount that your organic listings are. So if you're not promoting listings, you're basically nowhere, which, is interesting because eBay still have kept their overall selling fees quite low, but by doing this promoted listing and you basically have to do it, their fees are actually starting to creep up um, in percentage, but you basically don't have to do it. Selling on eBay is a necessity, as I've spoken about time and time again. They are the biggest marketplace in Australia by far, and you basically have to promote it. So now when you look at it, eBay might average out to say 10% in fees, you allocate in some promoted listings, the minimum, you're looking at 12% fees overall, because that 2% that gets allocated to promoted listings. And realistically, some, some verticals are quite competitive, and eBay actually comes up with the suggested promoted listing amount. Obviously, they're gonna try and skew it upwards because they wanna make more money, but some segments are around five, 6% suggested promoted listings. Some electronic segments, like phone cases and stuff, they're saying 10 to 12%. So when you put that on top of the sales fees, some some, 
some verticals you're looking at up to 20%, 25% fees on eBay, which is get very cost prohibitive. But if you're in that industry, you might just have to grab your ankles and grit your teeth and just take it, unfortunately. Um, it's interesting that they're actually phoning eBay sellers. There hasn't been an email blast that they've sent out. They're actually contacting each seller individually by phone and explaining to them the benefits of promoter listings and trying to coerce people into doing it. It's interesting that because that actually takes a lot more time and effort than a simple SMS or email or um, message through eBay takes. So it shows that not only is eBay making a lot of money from these promoted listings, but they're showing that this is a serious effort to really make the promoted listings listing thing actually work. Um, if you had any experiences with this, good or bad, um, head across to thinkerist.com and let me know your thoughts. I want to know from as many different people as possible, the outcome of what they're doing with these promoted listings. Uh, that's all for this week. I'm gonna try and make these little industry updates a weekly occurrence, and obviously we'll probably get more concise over time. Uh, if you've got any questions or complaints or stories or tips or anything you wanna share, head over to thinkerist.com and reach out to me. Uh, my name's Dao, this is Thinkerist, and thank you very much for listening. Thanks guys, cheers.